You're in for a treat with this episode today. Jennifer from the podcast Families That Stick Together is here to share how busy moms can turn wasted minutes in every single day into intentional moments that make a huge impact. This episode is full of inspiration and ideas to make little moments impactful. Hey moms, welcome to the Intentional Edit Podcast. Do you want to stop feeling overwhelmed and finally get your home organized? Do you find yourself up late at night worrying about how you are going to get everything done and not drop the ball? You are wondering where to start and what to do. There is never enough time in the day, the piles of laundry are building up, and it's already time for after-school activities, homework, snacks, and carpool again. I'm Lauren. I too want an organized, clean home where my family can make long-lasting memories and be present in the moment. Feeling like there is never enough time to complete all the daily tasks is exhausting. Simplicity all around, a healthy meal on the table at dinner time, and a family that contributes to the chores really is attainable. Stop telling yourself that you have to do it all or it will never get done, or that picky eaters will never allow for a complain-free dinner. In this podcast, you will learn exactly how to declutter, implement systems, and maximize routines that remove the overwhelming, unorganized parts of life, bringing simplicity to your life and home. Come on, it's time to create a life you love. Today we are joined by a special guest. Jennifer is married to her high school sweetheart and is a mom of four kids ages 7 to 15. She's the creator of Together Moments Conversation Stickers and hosts the Families That Stick Together podcast, where she helps moms create intentional moments and strengthen their family and faith. As a very busy mom herself, she believes we can beat today's distractions and keep strong connections in our families by using the small moments every single day, those little moments we already have in our days. I'm excited to talk to Jennifer today and know this episode is going to be full of so much goodness for every single family. I can't wait to get started with this episode. Hey, Jennifer, thank you for joining me today for this episode of the Intentional Edit podcast. Of course, I am really excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Yes, I'm excited to have you. We've been able to connect and really work together for most of this year, at least over the last couple of months with all kinds of things in the podcasting world. And I'm super inspired by the ways that you take little moments to connect with your family and you turn like everyday moments into intentional, meaningful time with your kids. And I've seen through your Instagram and just hearing you talk where you really are intentional and you know, I mean, that's the name of this podcast. So this is like near and dear to my heart, but you not only do this with your whole family, you do this individually with your kids and whoever is in the moment with you. And I, I love that. So tell us when you realized that there was a need for this intentional time and these intentional moments and how you started implementing this with your family. Thank you for that. That's really sweet. And it's not, (laughs) every day is not like these glorious, beautiful scrapbooking moments, but I will, I will start out by saying you mentioned this, but it's in the small moments. So I always say it's all about quality, not quantity, because your days are busy and full of everything else. I like to teach about is the small moments. So to answer your question, um, I have a husband, I've been married (laughs) for 18 years and we have four children ages seven to 15 right now. When my youngest was a newborn, if you want to get specific about when did I know 
we needed to be more intentional. Um, I mean, I knew that from when they were little, I was a stay at home mom with my children all the time. I loved doing all those little things with them. I didn't, I knew how fast time would go and I didn't want to miss out, but to place me where I am today was a moment when my newborn was little and I had four children up to the age of eight at the time. And we were at a restaurant and I looked around and it just hit me. I had seen it before, but I thought, oh my gosh, people just sit here at these restaurants and they don't talk to each other. They they are on their phones. They're engaged in their own conversation. And I just felt like people were missing the moments in front of them. And that was just coming at me from ex- an example at a restaurant, but it happens at our kitchen tables. It happens in our cars. It happens in the little moments throughout our day, all day long, where we miss out on these golden opportunities. And I remember talking to my husband when we left that restaurant and I said, nope, that's not happening to us. If communication breaks down in our families, that's when the family itself starts breaking down. And I I don't want to be a victim to that. So we need a plan going forward because I could see that our lives were getting busier with the kids' schedules and just the demands of everything. I knew we had to have a plan. So it really shifted my perspective as a mom and the everyday little moments to focus on being more intentional, which ultimately led to creating a product around helping families to have strong communication, specifically at the dinner table. And then that evolved into more products and then a podcast and a course, helping people build a family connection framework and all these things. But it was just because I I saw what could happen to families. And I knew there was a better way to build our lives around things that mattered, but that that actually fit into our real lives. And I thought if we could do it with our crazy busy family, I knew I could help other families do it as well. Okay. I love this. And I'm sitting here, if the listeners could see me, I'm sitting here just shaking my head. Yes. As you're talking, because I'm like, yes, yes. I totally in agreement with everything you're saying. And I really love that you took that moment that could have been a big downer just at this restaurant observing and you turned it around and thought, here's the solution. And I'm a natural problem solver. So it's like, let's just get me to the solution. What do I have to do? And you, you were like, okay, what do we have to do? I might not know the answer right now, but we need to be intentional with our time. And the, like you said, the time is going to go by so fast. Time is fleeting. So what can I do to be intentional in these moments? And I had a conversation with someone the other day where it was like around the importance of date night and dating your spouse and all of that. And so she's like, I have two kids in school. I have one three-year-old and a six-month-old. She's like, we haven't had a date night in months since before that baby was born. And she's like, that's just not going to happen. Immediately looked at her and I was like, why does it have to be a date night? I said, you have jobs with enormous flexibility. Why can't you just have 30 minutes once a week to connect where your three-year-old is napping and you can, I'm sure you can find 30 minutes of time. And so we strategized for a little bit and she was like, yeah, she's like, why are we not doing this? Instead, we're, one of us is on our phone. Maybe one of us is working. Like her husband really likes movies. And it's just, it's going back to what is the problem, finding the solution and being intentional with what you're going to do. What are your priorities as a family and what's important to you? 
can you tell us like where for the moms that are listening to this, where should a mom start if she's overwhelmed right now and isn't in that problem solving mode? She knows that there's a problem, but she desires to spend more meaningful time as a family in these small moments throughout the day. Yeah, great question. And I would first say, Lauren, what a good friend you are. That's all your friend needed in that moment was to talk through. Yeah, what do I want? What what is most important to me? And can I find this in the small pockets of my day? Oh yeah, I totally can. And and that is what the whole together moments and families that stick together philosophy is about is seeing that you you already have this time in your day. Maybe it looks like the car ride the 10 minute car ride, that's short to drop your child at dance or football practice. And you turn off the radio instead of what you normally do. And cell phones go in the cup holders and you ask an open-ended question, like, tell me something that made you laugh today. And that's how you create these intentional moments instead of just listening to music or asking the easy questions like, what do you have for homework? Or what do you want for dinner tonight? Or whatever, like just take it a little step further and use that time you already have. So great advice to your friend about date night. I completely agree. We could have a whole episode on that. (laughs) But you asked, what do you do right now if you're feeling overwhelmed, but you, you know you want this meaningful time? So step one, I think, for any of us is to stop and think, what is our why? Know what you want. What is that vision that you even have for your family? What is that vision five, 10, 20 years from now? Because I know from very personal experience of raising four children that you can get so caught up in the moment and you you just are, are drowning in the day to day, but stop and look, what do you want? Because if you know what you want your family to look like, then you know what values that your family has to be built on. And if you know what values it has to be built on, then you take a step back and you think, okay, am I making daily decisions to make that value of quality time stronger or that value of strong faith stronger or whatever it might be for your family. So you have to first know what it is that you want and and then you will have a plan to get there. And some immediate things that you can do to keep pushing you towards that in just those very small moments in your day where things might seem to be falling apart or Things aren't falling apart, but you just feel like you're really busy and how am I even going to have time for this is just two really easy things that are wrapped up in a phrase, but I'll tell you the first two things first is use really good eye contact. Don't forget eye contact. And number two, put down the distractions, whether it's physically putting them down or stepping out of a situation where you are distracted because If you can give someone your total attention in those two forms, you are creating that moment automatically without even using words. Like you're just being together and you feel each other's presence. So one thing that I talk about a lot on my podcast and in my coursework and all kinds of different things is the phrase stop, drop, and fold. And it's something super easy to remember and it it centers you back to 
what you know you really care about in your family and what you value. So stop what you're doing. Let's say the situation would be like your child comes up to you and says, Hey mom, can I ask you something? You're in the middle of something. Sometimes you might just say, hold on, I'll be right there. And if you wait too long, that thing your child wanted to tell you isn't as important anymore. And they don't want to open up to you and you keep doing that over and over. And eventually they, they might stop opening up to you about different things or come to you. So if we can all just give ourselves that conscious effort of stopping what we're doing, physically dropping it. So if you're doing the dishes or you're looking on your phone or you're doing whatever, drop it. And then the fold part is fold your hands. Because if you fold your hands, then you're not tempted to put them back to what you were doing. And it it forces your body language to give them your attention. So I think that for us busy moms, especially feels like a really big win in our day if we can do that. And it it helps with children of every age for your two-year-old, your little toddler that you want to sit on the ground and play with for a little bit, stop, drop and fold for your teenager who comes home and wants to complain about their teacher, stop, drop and fold. It works. And it works for our spouses. Yes. As you're talking, I was like, this is all ages adults too. I love these ideas. And I kind of hate on podcast interviews when I say like, I love this. I love this because I really do. What you're saying makes a big impact. And I need another phrase. So I'm not just always saying, I love this, but these ideas you're sharing make a huge impact. And as I'm listening to you, it seems so simple It's just, okay, do this one thing. Stop what you're doing. Take these 30 seconds and acknowledge the child or whoever is coming to you with this question or something that they want to share. In the moment when we have a million things going through our minds and are frustrated, it can seem annoying or like a little irritation, like, oh, what now? Like adding something else to my plate. But if you just take those 30 seconds or that minute, or I'm sure sometimes it's 10 seconds and you stop and you listen and you respond, you are creating these meaningful moments and you're enhancing your relationship with this person. These are things that will last for many, many years into the future. And it was literally seconds out of your day. Yeah, that's right. And I I think that's like anything, you know, we can have a, let's say a bad morning with our child or bad little moment after school or whatever, but that shouldn't define our entire day when we are, we know we have the tool belt, the tools in our tool belt to add that 10 minutes of really quality intentional time, then we know that we can still win and get to the end of our day and know, yeah, it's okay. I did it. I, I, we had some hiccups along the way, but we had that moment. And, and that is what I know is going to keep our foundation going strong. Yes. So it's easy to stay in the stuck. And you mentioned those moments of you know, maybe there was a frustration or an issue that happened after school, move on from that. Those moments are so few compared to these little seconds of intentional time that you spend to create that bond and form that relationship with all of the people that are important to you, really. It's just these, like these common occurrences in everyday things that happen that you're saying are, make a huge impact. 
It's so good. I'm like, I want everyone to just do your stop, drop and fold. And I'm going to implement that into my life. And I will check back in with you in a couple of weeks and let you know the update on how that's going. I love it. Hey mama, are toys taking over your living room? You're struggling with the busy mom life, how to take care of your family and maintain your home. You're falling into bed every night, worrying about how to get everything done throughout the day. And you are wondering how to make all this easier. Do you wish there was a step-by-step process that would help you remove the clutter so that you can finally get organized and create long lasting systems to maintain a simplified home? I know what it feels like when it seems as though there's never enough time in the day. Spending time scrolling on your phone to find out how to organize or how to get your kids to stop leaving shoes and backpacks all over the kitchen floor isn't getting you any answers and it's wasting your time and it is exhausting. Imagine if you had simple solutions that allow for more time spent together as a family, less nagging, and you're able to find what you need when you need it. And you have a home that stays picked up and organized most of the time. The Simplified Home Masterclass will teach you how to declutter, organize, and most importantly, implement systems to keep your life running with less effort. I teach you how to purge, organize, create systems, and to simplify every single room in your house in this program. You will learn to manage daily tasks, create routines that make everything easier. You will get my very own purging guide so that you can get rid of the mess once and for all. And I'll teach you the organizing secrets of professional organizers with the Simplified Home Organizing Cheat Sheet. Get ready to spend less time stressed and more time making memories with your favorite people. Even as a busy mom, when you commit to the Simplified Home Masterclass, you will walk away with a decluttered home and an organized home and the ability to establish systems and routines that keep your home and life functioning this way. If you're ready for a clutter-free home, systems that work for your family, and more time for things that you want to be doing, this is what you have been waiting for. I know it feels like there's never enough time in the day and the struggle is real, but it's not too late to get your home and life in order. Now is the time to clear the clutter and exchange the exhaustion and overwhelmed feelings for order and peace in your busy life. I know it sounds too good to be true, but when you implement these systems, these habits form and it works. You can go to intentionaledit.com slash simplified home masterclass or just click on the link in the show description and you can finally bring simplicity to your life and home. The Simplified Home Masterclass is finally available so you can get it right now with customized framework to declutter and create routines for every room in your home, access to the Intentional Edit student community, product recommendations for organizing products, a bonus question and answer session with common questions that are given to professional organizers and the answers are there for you, lifetime access to the course modules, and so many bonuses, much, much more. You don't have to wait any longer. You can finally live that simplified, streamlined life that you have been imagining. So tell us what about dinner time? Because we've talked about these little moments, seconds throughout the day, but what about like bigger chunks of time like dinner when our kids are younger and everyone is at home, it can actually be easier to have dinners together, even though when you're in those years, it doesn't seem like it. And it can, dinner time can be especially chaotic, but once the kids are involved in after school activities, sports, youth groups, clubs, 
all those kinds of things that take them out of the house in the evenings. It can be rare to have a regular dinner hour where the entire family is present or where even most of the family is present, depending on how many kids you have and who is coming and going. So how can busy families make the most of the evening time, that dinner time hour, when some of them or all of them are available for dinner together? Okay, so I'm so glad you're asking specifically about family dinner time because this is the defining moment of how I ever got into what I'm doing. When when I had that moment at the restaurant and I was like, oh my gosh, we've got to do something and make sure we have a plan for keeping our family strong over the years and keeping our com- communication strong. I knew that the answer was in the family dinner and specifically the family dinner table we have, we all have this place in our home that is begging for us to sit at it, to talk and grow together and use each other to build ourselves up and encourage one another and be there for each other and keep it positive. If we do not take advantage of that place in our home and that family dinner, I think we are really doing our families a disservice. I know when you were on my podcast, Lauren, you talked about how family dinner was such a big thing in your family and you guys had it and nobody would call you from six to six 30 or whatever time that was. You just knew that that's when it was family time. And that is so important because I'm sure looking back, you have so many moments in your life that were shared at that table and so many lessons taught and lessons learned and and relationships, bonds just grew stronger. And it sounds fluffy, but we all know that that is a, a sacred place in our home and we should keep it that way. Now, I will also say realistically, there's no way we, we get to a point in our lives where we cannot do it seven nights a week. Maybe we can't even do it five. Maybe we can only do it two nights a week. That is Okay, because when you use that space the right way, it's going to do what it should for your family because you're using that time to build up these habits in your family that will carry into the other days when you're not sitting there. So let me give you an example. Well, let me back up first and then I'll give you an example of that. But to make dinner happen on those days where you know you can be there, you have to schedule it. If you're looking at your calendar and you know your kids have this practice and this activity and this meeting, and you have this meeting and this function and whatever, those get put on a calendar. Why is your family dinner not getting put on the calendar? It needs to. And here's how you can make it work. If you're sitting there thinking we cannot make it work. Yes, you can. You can have 30 minutes. I guarantee all of us have way more of this than we think when we just look at our schedule. Find 30 minutes in your evening hours. And this could be between the hours of like 4.30 to 8 o'clock, if those work as feasible times for you to have family dinner. If you're having it too early, then everyone gets a snack later. If you're having it too late, everyone gets a snack before. But here's my point. Find 30 minutes in your day where you are all in the house at the same time. And then you schedule your dinner around that. That becomes dinner time. It goes on the calendar, just like everything else. It gets written on your family schedule, however you do that in your kitchen or whatever. It gets texted out to the big kids who have cell phones. Hey, Tuesday night, everyone's having dinner at six o'clock and you can even include the menu with it. But the point is, if you make that a priority and everyone sees how important it is because it made it to the family calendar, then they're going to show up for it and you're going to set the proper expectations. So that's number one. It can happen. It can happen for your family. Number two would be 
if, if you want everyone to gather at your kitchen table, then you have to make it an inviting space and it has to work for you. And there's a couple of very simple things you can do. And I'm sure Lauren, you would have a great episode on just this is keeping your table uh, clear and free from clutter. <laughs> yeah. The clutter free <laughs> kitchen table. Yeah. Yes. Do a whole episode on that, but the mail doesn't need to go there. The homework doesn't need to go there. If it, if it starts out there, because that's your space in your home, then it needs to have its own place for dinner time. Uh, another thing would be to keep your dinner pretty or your table pretty. Just put a little nice napkin holder on there or a vase with a fake flower or whatever. Set the table, make it look inviting where people want to come. And then when they do come, here's another very easy tip. No one is allowed to sit until everyone sits at the same time. And that keeps the little ones from getting restless and sitting too long. It keeps the older ones from gobbling down the food that's on there before you want them to eat. But everyone sit at the table at the same time. And then a third tip would be, of course, this is goes without saying, but no screens on or at the table. Nobody needs their phone in their pocket. What the heck do you need it there for? You don't. Anything can wait. Your family should be top priority. And putting those things to the side, again, like the having it on the calendar, that also shows they get your full attention conversations should include everyone. There should not be side conversations. They should be positive. Don't use the dinner time to talk about chores or bad homework grades or things that people are upset about. There's a time for that, but don't put it at your dinner table because I guarantee as your kids grow up, you want them to continue coming there and and equating your dinner table with positivity in their life and encouragement. And on the bad days, where, you know, they just don't want to do anything. They want to sit at your kitchen table because they know it will bring them goodness. As far as conversation goes, you want to, I, I mentioned you want to create conversation that gets any, everyone involved, which is easy when you start really understanding what gets people to open up. You wouldn't want to give them questions that give one word answers. You would like it to lead to more conversation, ideally. So I'll, I'll leave you all the listeners a tip here real quick. There's a little, well, we didn't talk about this, but the together for family dinner that I created are actually conversation starters on stickers. Yes. So okay. This, this. I really wanted to ask you about this. I wanted you to explain because you actually have a tool available that people can use if they can't think of these questions or they don't know, like, where do I start these conversations? So yes, please tell us about this. Yeah. So just think of these as like me handing you a baton to get all these conversations rolling. And then you use this technique and it carries into you being in the carpool line and you just knowing how to ask, ask these questions. So basically the Together for Family Dinner Game is it's a five by eight book. You open it up, they're fold out sticker, they're fold out pages with stickers on them. So there's seven categories, 15 stickers each, 105 stickers. You just choose a category, pass around the table, peel one. So one might say like, tell the youngest child how they're a good leader to other people their age. Or another category is name something broken in the house that will probably never be fixed. So there's like different levels, different levels of um, depth of digging in, but they all lead to more conversations. So if you do not have the together or family dinner game, I always tell everybody, here's a great little tip for getting everyone to open up. But you know how some people use the roses and thorns or highs and lows games or whatever. Here's something, a lot of times that just is like one word answer and doesn't go much further, but here's one that kind of expands and gives you something more to talk about. It's called the three L's. 
So you would say, what today made you laugh? Share a story about how you were a good leader today and tell me a lesson you learned. So it's laugh, lead, learn. So the three L's. Okay, I love it. And so you can do that with everybody, you know, and they'll come up with, I didn't learn anything today. Yeah, you did. And then think about, you know, did anyone share a story with you or did you um, see something new out in nature that you never had noticed before or whatever? These are all ways to get everyone involved at our kitchen table. And you can do this in 30 minutes or less and walk away feeling so connected before you go back to the next hustle and bustle of your day. You know that you have, again, done something to build that foundation strong, not let the distractions win, even though they're still there and you are still working towards those values that you are constantly building up in your family. Yes. Such good information. And as you were talking, I was, I'm kind of reminded of a couple clients that I've different, I've had one in particular where we have created a morning routine for her and we've gone through things that are important in creating these systems in our life. And we got to the, the dinner time, the meal planning portion. And a lot of my coaching ends up with how to be more intentional with dinner time or meal time or families that never eat dinner together, never sit down together. Sometimes we get stuck in the excuses. So it's like, oh, well, my family is never together. We're so busy. No one is home. So we can never have dinner together. But when we do a schedule audit and we look at the calendar, just like what you said, maybe this 30 minute chunk happens between four and four 30, everyone's together. And then we go our separate ways to all of these commitments that we have and the activities that our kids truly enjoy doing. But dinner then is at four o'clock that night. And like you said, snacks are later. Then another night, dinner might not be until seven. We can either find the solution and work this into the schedule we have. We have to realize that the activities and the commitments that we have this month or this semester or this school year, this is for a short amount of time. And it changes as our kids get different schedules and participate in different things. You might be in a crazy season for a few months and then the sports season or whatever the participation is that's happening right now, that changes. And then a couple months later, you will have a more free time where you have more dinners together. So make it work for the time that is available to you now. And if you have three kids and there's one night a week where only one of them is home, wow, like don't look at that as a time where this is a negative thing. That's a special time where now you get to have a dinner, a special dinner every week for these few months or these few weeks with one-on-one time with just that child. Or maybe it's just two of the three kids. Find the positives in these, find what you can make work because all of these are moments that you can make memories and make an impact that will last a lifetime. Uh, absolutely. That that was such good insight there into like what a typical family can face and what the obstacles are. But if you keep working towards what you know you want, then you know you need to come up with a plan because it's too short. These days of raising our children and having our family like this, we can look at it in different ways. And what are you going to choose? And when you said the thing about having dinner at four o'clock to four thirty, you know maybe that is an opportunity to make a new family tradition in your home where it's heavy appetizer night and everybody looks so forward to this because you just get appetizers style 
dinner from four to four thirty, and then they know when they come home later that night, you have chili cooking or something like that that they can grab later. We we have to stay focused on what our end goal is. For sure. I have a friend that does uh, in the summer, they do one night a week, like the charcuterie dinner. And so it could be anything, but it's just out on a big platter and everyone kind of takes what they want, nibbles at that. There's a big assortment. She's like, yeah, this is great because it's a way to clean out the fridge too. And just, it's like a bunch of random stuff, but everybody loves it change, like make changes to this as the seasons go and the needs of your families change. I'm always saying that you're creating things that work for the season of life that you are currently in with the schedule that you currently have. And then when you put these intentional things in place, whether it's something like this or a system that I'm talking about all the time, you can easily modify it with changes when the need for those changes is occurring in your life. For sure. And as your kids grow up and go through their different activities and their different ages and their different demands, you're going to have to constantly readjust. So (laughs) you're going to have to have all these tools ready to go, right? Absolutely. Yes. And when you, when you have these good things in place, then it's so much easier to make a little adjustment here or there. And then if it doesn't work, you try it for a few weeks. If you doesn't, if it doesn't work, then you adjust it from there. Okay. You and I could talk about this for hours. And I feel like there's more episodes in our future because this is so good and so important. Tell my listeners where they can connect with you if they would like to work with you and find you in the future. Oh, thanks, Lauren. And I would definitely love to do more episodes. I do feel like you and I could make a good team continuing (laughs) to help people with just finding more intentional things. And you help me all the time as well. So thank you for that. So yeah, I am at Together Moments on social media and my website is togethermoments.com. My podcast is Families That Stick Together. And I have a family connection framework course. It's all self audio or self guided audio only. And that helps you find that connection and communication in under 30 minutes a day for your family. And that is at familyconnectionframework.com. Perfect. Thank you for sharing all that. I have one question for you to wrap this up that I just like to ask all of my guests. And I would like to know what is your most dreaded household task and what is something that you don't mind doing? Bathroom tile. Hate it. That's fair. I think a lot of people will (laughs) agree with you on that one. And I'm talking about the shower specifically. Um, I will just say real quick, we had, we moved and we had the opportunity to make our bathroom what we wanted it to be. And I put a shower pan in just a white shower pan. Cause we came from a house that had little hexagon, tiny, beautiful tiles that were white for about two months. And then they were disgusting because you figured out where the water sat. I hate it. So anything that makes my life easier to not clean tile grout is better. And (laughs) switching over to uh, the floors that I do like to clean would be hardwood and vacuuming. I don't mind doing that. I have a, um, this is not an ad, but I have a Norwex cleaning mop system that I love. It's just a microfiber thing. So it's easy. You put it in the water, Velcro it. So I, I do like floors and vacuuming. I feel like that is rewarding to see that once it's, it feels like the final piece to clean the room. 
Perfect. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I think that is like the best way to wrap this up because with your shower tile issue that you had, you, you identified the problem, you found your solution and you were intentional about what the next step was. You are showing that what you are telling our listeners with everything we talked about today, you gave a real life example of how that applied to your life in something totally different. The tile floor cleaning, but now you have a solution and you made your life easier because of it. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) did. (laughs) I love that shower pan. I would highly recommend. (laughs) It sounds good to me. Any, any less tile cleaning I'm here for. Thank you so much for joining me. I love everything that you shared today. This is so good. So thank you for being my guest and sharing all of this good stuff with my listeners. Thanks, Lauren, for having me. I had a lot of fun with you. I love ways to be intentional in life and at home. And the things that Jennifer shared today are these tiny ways that fill minutes here and there throughout our days that make a big impact for our kids and our families. And I especially loved what she shared about the dinnertime hours making that dinner time intentional if you only have 30 minutes rushed in the afternoon or if it's a sit down dinner with your family on the occasional weeknight. I loved her stop, drop, and fold technique and the three L's that she shared. So this was a great episode. I'm going to focus on implementing some of these from now on in my home and I know you will benefit if you do that as well. You can find all of her contact info in the podcast description and if you are wanting to join me in the Facebook group, head over to Facebook. The group is called Declutter, Organize, and Create Systems to Simplify Your Home and Life, or you can just click on that link in the description and it will take you right there. So you can join us over there, ask your questions about home organization and things like we talked about on this episode, how you can implement that in your life and make things simple and intentional. The other thing I want to mention is if you are finally ready to jump in, declutter your home, purge the unwanted items, have a step-by-step way to follow through with the decluttering and purging process and then organize your home and be guided through every single room in your home with product recommendations, questions, and answers with frequent questions that professional organizers answer, a product guide for what you might need, or just simple ways to use what you already have and you want to have something to look at for every single room in your house, click on the link for the Simplified Home Masterclass. This is what you have been asking for. It's a self-paced guided course where you can sign up, learn my purging and decluttering process, learn exactly how I organize, and then go through every single room in your home and get it organized and be intentional to simplify your home and life. I would love to have you join me in the course. Thank you for listening to this episode. I will meet you back here next week for a Tip Tuesday episode of the Intentional Edit podcast. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Edit podcast. If you found today's episode valuable, tell your friends about it by taking a screenshot, sharing it on social, and tagging me at Intentional Edit. I'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, find me at intentionaledit.com and be sure to follow Intentional Edit on social platforms like Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. To ensure you catch future episodes, click the subscribe or follow button now. I'm grateful for a five-star rating and review from you. Be sure to let me know what you liked about this episode and what you want me to cover in the future.